Hello, you are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. Hi, everyone. I'm Mantha Rodriguez, and I'm Divisional President of Banking, Financial Services, and Insurance here at Teleperformance. I'm also a TP Women board member and a proud one at that. I'm really excited to have two amazing ladies here with me today. Hi, Brenda and Lonnie. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. It is Asian American Pacific Islander Month, so what a brilliant time for our conversation. As you know, our vision in TP Women is to empower, engage, and elevate our diversity and our conversation. Together, we grow and promote and rise higher. So for starters, Brenda, I would love for you to introduce yourself. And also, can you share with me your personal journey? Sure. Hi, Mamta. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, I'm the VP Strategic Partner Executive for one of our largest global streaming media accounts. And I've been with TP for almost two years. So I feel like I'm still just the newbie here. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area in California, which is a pretty diverse area with uh, a strong Asian American population. Um, however, I was born and raised in a much smaller rural town in Northern California, where my family was just one of a very small handful of, uh, of Asian uh, families there. So I grew up in a predominantly Caucasian community, living in two vastly different worlds, uh, pretty much up until the time I left for UC Berkeley for college. And I know lots of kids, they grow up wanting to fit in, and I was no different um, in that way. But I thought the reason I didn't fit in is because I'm Chinese. And so I grew up being embarrassed by this thing I couldn't change in me. And, and the irony is how now and in years after that, you know, I'm embarrassed by how I felt ashamed of my race and culture during so much of my childhood. And, um, it, and it took a while, not until after I, I left home and, you know, through college and uh, began to really talk with others and learn more um, that that wasn't, you know, such a unique upbringing. But uh, I'm so thankful to be where I'm at today and so grateful that we have this opportunity to share this with everyone. Um, we all have different stories, you know, and it's great to have those um, being put out there. So thank you. I appreciate your honesty as well, Brenda. It's not easy just to identify and be your authentic self also and say, I was embarrassed. I'll admit it to it myself also. I'm of Indian heritage. Um, came here when I was, you know, three or four years old. And similarly, um, you know, people at that time, the, the, the U.S. has come such a long way as far as diversity and inclusion as well. Um, a lot of the kids in my school did not know where India was placed on the map. And so um, at first I had a similar experience to yours and, and now too, where um, originally I was embarrassed and then realized at some point this is an something to embrace and um, rise above and also to be a role model for others as well. So thank you for, for that, your story here. Um, moving over to Lani. Lani, hi. hi, nice to have you here. On a similar note, can you introduce yourself, share a little bit about your heritage and then your experience at teleperformance also? 
Yeah, um, thank you for having me this morning. Um, my name is Gatiolani Laba. I go by Lani. Um, I grew up in the Pacific, um, actually, in the islands of Donga. Uh, it's very close to Samoa and Fiji. I, I was a teenager um, a little over 20 years ago for school, and, and I think I, I've been very blessed and lucky um, because when we moved to Hawaii, um, I went to a university, Brigham Young University of Hawaii. It was about 80% uh, international students. Um, so I was privileged and blessed to uh, meet a lot of students from, you know, all around the world, from, you know, Korea. I had a roommate from Korea once, um, from Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and even um, South America. So my exposure or my first experience um, with moving here to the United States was, was a great one. Um, the school spent a lot of time doing cultural activities where uh, we learned about other cultures. So I, I was lucky enough to experience that when we first moved over uh, to the States. And then my experience with teleperformance, I've been with um, the company for 15 years. Um, and I've been very lucky to work with um, mentors and managers and um, people that I look up to. Uh, throughout my career uh, with teleperformance. And, and I, I say this with pride um, that I've had nothing but great experience. I Not once have I felt like, hey, um, I'm not able to move up in this company because of my race and where I'm from. Um, I've been lucky in that way um, to work with some great uh, managers and mentors uh, throughout my career. And um, I shared this with you ladies a little bit a few weeks ago. Um, I did not know that this month was Asian America Pacific Island um, Heritage Month. And I think this is a great start for us to start to have that conversation uh, because I'm pretty sure if I wasn't aware that this month was AAPI month, I'm pretty sure a lot of our employees and a lot of people out there um, are not aware that it is. And I think this is a great start as a company in our TP family um, that we're starting to have the conversation to create the awareness um, and make sure that we let our fellow employees and our family members out there know, hey, we're here to support you. We're starting the conversation. Uh, let us know what else we could do. All right. So shifting topics to both of you, and either one of you can um, respond to this question. Perhaps, Brenda, we'll start with you. This has been a challenging year for all of us, but even more so for the Asian American community. I welcome both of your thoughts on this front and how you've addressed this in your day-to-day. -day. Great question, Mamta. It's definitely been tough for all. And I found that I've been sharing more with my daughter. Uh, we together uh, just a couple days ago uh, attended the United We Stand uh, event that was held virtually. Um, and it was in honor um, of National Anti-Asian and Pacific Islander um, Bullying Day. And it was on the what would have been the 66th birthday of Vincent Chen. And I, uh, for the first time, sat with my daughter and, and talked to her about who Vincent Chen was and, you know, how um, he was chased down and, and beaten uh, for, he was a Chinese American, um, but he was mistaken for uh, being Japanese, which doesn't make it any better. Um, but he was blamed uh, essentially by these two Caucasian men for the downfall of, you know, at that time, the automotive industry and, you know, the layoffs that were happening 
happening. Um, but that that event really started to bring the Asian uh, community together um, and unite more and say, this is this is just not right. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm taking the opportunity to share more with my daughter and, you know, and in my way, my own community, um, you know, from events that even I've experienced um, living here in the Bay Area, a very diverse place. Um, but I even posted on social media uh, how in over the holidays, I had somebody, a coward, because he didn't say it to my face, but walk by and kind of spat out, you know, you should just go home. And I was really naive because at first I, I thought he meant, you know, I was in a different spot in the Bay Area and I thought he meant to Los Gatos where I live. And then it took me a minute to realize, oh, he means because I'm Asian and he blames me for COVID. Mm-hmm. And the rush of feelings and emotions that came with that of um, shame, you know, and then quickly <laughs> anger mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then um, it, it's just been so tough for everybody but I think part of what I'm doing is trying to bring more awareness and um, speak more about it in my own way. I appreciate that Brenda and together we are stronger right um, and, yeah. and that that bravery doesn't go unnoticed because even in those small um, which may seem like a small event to others, it was a big event and an impactful one for each and every one of us when that happens to you. Lonnie, anything you want to add yeah. on your day-to-day and this challenging yeah. time? Yeah, thank you. And it, it, that got me emotional, uh, Brenda. I, mm-hmm. I can only imagine what's going on out there. Um, one of the things that, that I started doing personally, uh, because to Brenda's point, it's affecting our Asian-American families more than Pacific Islanders at this point is starting that conversation. For example, a couple of Sundays ago was Mother's Day. We had a, a family gathering, a small one. Um, and one of the, we talk about a whole variety of topics when we get together as a family. And one of the topics that came out was what's going on with, you know, Asian American Pacific Islander and everything that's going on in the country today. Um, and one of the things that came out, and I took this personally because I'm, I'm a very private person, just like Brenda. Um, I try to stay away from social media as much as I can, you know. Um, but we started talking about it. And some of our family members, they have little children in primary school, some in uh, intermediate and stuff like that. And um, the answer from some of the mothers and the parents were just having that conversation every day when their kids come back from school. Hey, how was your day? You know, mm-hmm. what did you do at school? What did you learn? How was your, you know, your uh your time with your friends and, and, and everything like that to let them know, hey, we're here. If something happens at school, let somebody know. Um, and that was one of the things that I learned when I was a kid growing up in the islands from my mother um, is if you see something, say something. You know, don't be quiet. If you see something getting bullied or mistreated, um, tell somebody, tell the teacher or when you come home, tell your parents so we can do something about it so that the, you know, that it doesn't go unnoticed and not addressed. So um, that was one of the things that we talk about as a family um, on Mother's Day, making sure that everybody were having that conversation and the kids, they say something when they see something. Uh, but also for me personally, I start reaching out to friends and classmates. For example, I shared earlier that I had a, a classmate from Korea once and a roommate from Korea once when I was in school. I start reaching out in social media, checking in with them uh, just to see because I haven't connected with a lot of them in a couple of years, uh, but just to check in and see how they're doing. 
um, and just have that support. Although we might be miles away from each other, uh, just having that support that we hear, we're having the conversation. I think um, that's one of the biggest thing I've started doing in the last you know few months now uh, with everything that's going on in the country. I love it. Thank you for sharing your personal journey. So shifting gear a little bit. Um, so let's let's continue on your career journeys. Who do you see as a role model and how have you carved out your North Star and goals? And we'll start with you, Lani. Yeah, yeah, so that, that is a good question. You know, it, it's like I shared, I've been with the company for 15 years. I've worked with a lot of great mentors um, throughout the company and it, it, it won't be fair for me to choose just one. Um, so I think I'll choose one close to home for me. Um, and this is my mom. I know I shared her about her a little bit earlier. Um, you know, it, it the one of the strongest women I've, you know, I get the privilege of, you know, being her child, obviously, uh, but talking to her every single day, I think I'm blessed because I still have her with me. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember the first time I left home to move to Hawaii, we left home with my older sister not, without our parents for the first time in our life. Uh, one of the things that she taught us that I'll still remember to this day is always remember who you are and where you came from. Um, mm -hmm. Because I like, grew up in the islands, you know, we weren't rich, we didn't have a whole lot, but uh, we had enough. But um, I, I feel like that kept me humble um, and kept me going towards my goal and, and, and motivated me to get there. Um, and like I said, you know, my mom is the one person, if I need somebody to talk to and I'm not comfortable talking to my siblings, I'll pick up the phone and call my mom. Um, and like, like I mentioned, you know, she was the one who taught me, um, if you see something, you say something, you know, don't keep quiet. If you see somebody getting mistreated or bullied, um, tell somebody or say something. Um, and, and that's something that I've kept with me, you know, all the way through my adult life now in my career, um, in working for teleperformance, like I mentioned, I've had a lot of mentors and uh, people that I look up to, but I always remember that, you know, it doesn't matter what I go through in life. Um, that's something that I always remember learning from my mother. I love that. And being a mom is one of the hardest jobs, right? Um, and I, I, yeah, when I'm out at the store, you know, if I see somebody like, you know, they throw their trash, I'm like, hey, can you pick that up? You know, I might have, you know, my, they might think that I'm overstepping sometimes, but um, that's something that, that I try to, to do and live, um, you know, because of my mom. That's great. Yeah, I love it too. Brenda, do you want to add your role model and where, who you, where you see your North Star? Yeah, you know, in some ways, similar uh, to Lonnie, um, when I think about mentors I've had in life, but then who's really carved out that North mm -hmm. Star for me? It's also been my mom. And she's been gone now for oh, 20 years, um, but she was always been just this model of strength, uh, perseverance, and humility. Um, and in every stage of my life, you know, whether professionally, personally, you know, and with my family and raising my own daughter, you know, even today, she still comes back to me, you know, and I still hear her voice, <laughs> um, you know, and, and advising me and, and also just in the life, more in the life that she led, uh, coming here uh, as an immigrant, um, brought over, you know, foreign language, completely foreign, foreign world, and, you know, what she endured and 
um, and how she raised our family almost single-handedly as my father was focused on, um, on building up our uh, family business. It just continues to uh, be that example um, for me and always, you know, is that place in my heart that reminds me that I can overcome, you know, persevere and overcome. Love that. Lastly, before we wrap up 30 seconds each, um, what would you tell your younger self as you reflect back? Um, and we'll start with Brenda on this one, then go to Lani. Oh, goodness. I would say grab a beverage and pull up a chair because, girl, we need to talk. <laughs> um, there's, there's so much advice <laughs> I would be giving myself. But the I think the big one is care less about what others think, care more and, and believe more in what I think. Um, that's that's those are the words. For, for me. I would tell myself, don't be afraid to take risk. Sometimes mm -hmm. I, I take the easy road, uh, but that's one thing that thinking back uh, to the last decade of my life um, and thinking back to when I was a, a teenager, uh, that's what I would tell myself. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. As we wrap up, there's things that I just wanted to wrap up with that reflect you guys. And I heard from you, be fearless, be authentic, um, have the strength, perseverance and humility as you described of both of your mothers which I loved and most importantly and equally importantly as I should say is your authentic selves and you really showed that to us here today thank you so much um, for the conversation and for celebrating uh, this amazing heritage month with us thank you thank you what about you how did you like it go ahead and share this podcast see you later Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.